0: Hello and welcome back to Lessons from Award-Winning Publisher Podcasts from Media Voices. I'm Peter Houston, and I'm learning all I can about making successful podcasts from some of the winners of the 2021 Publisher Podcast Awards. In this episode, I'm speaking with Ben Luke, podcast host at The Week in Art from the Art Newspaper, winner of the 2021 Hobbies and Special Interests category. The first thing I wanted to ask Ben was how he came to be the host of the Week in Art podcast.
1: I began as, actually my my first job in the art world was, I was at the Tate and I worked there in the press office. So I got a very good education in the media and the art world at the same time. And so that was my beginning. And I was there for quite some time. I was there for about eight and a half years and then left to become a freelance writer. And I began as a critic and interviewing artists. Uh, in print you know at that stage there was no broadcast um but then over time I I became art critic at the evening standard and I began to become associated with the art newspaper I I think I wrote my first article for them about 2009 but then became very much in you know embroiled in the team um in, in in around 2013 and I became features editor there then and I've I've always written loads for them in that period um, and, and do a bit of editing as well so I'm now review editor there but the podcast began in 2017 in September 2017 and it was really formed from a bunch of enthusiasts about podcasts at the art newspaper you know um, right. and I think like so many podcasting stories it's podcast fans that, that found that yeah. people who love podcasts and want to do one and that was very much the case with us there wasn't a huge number of podcasts in the art world. We definitely felt that there was a gap for the kind of podcast that we wanted to do, which was very much a news podcast. We're called the Art Newspaper, and we mm-hmm. wanted to do a we wanted to do a very newsy podcast, a magazine type program, um, which reflected the way that the Art Newspaper reported. It. The, the Art Newspaper is effectively a journal of record um, for the art world, and, and we wanted right. to have that same thoroughness. So, I mean, in a way, the first episode that we ever did. Was a kind of manifesto on the one hand we talked about looted art by the nazis and and the other item was an interview with the great british artist rachel Whiteread. and that, in a way that set the stall out to a certain extent so there would always be a more featurey uh item and, yep. and and some real hard news about the art world as well and i think we've we've sort of continued in that vein and refined and refined you know
0: so in terms of actually choosing what you talk about how do you do that
1: it's done we've got a, quite a small team the art newspaper podcast is effectively produced by a, a small group of people um, and at the start of every week or maybe a bit into the previous week because it's a weekly so there's a, there's a certain element of pressure there um, we'll look at the, what the stories are and it's, it's it's often dictated by what's what the big stories on our website are and, and, right. and in the newspaper yep. so the yep. big issues and we'll talk about how we might what angle we might take on it um and we'll think about how we can bring a particularly art newspapery slant to it. Um and then there's the process of course of finding the right voices that that that, that can can be informed. And and we are a I always think that we are very much a podcast for specialists. You know, that one of the great joys of having done this podcast over the last four years is is that I speak to unbelievable specialists so passionate about their subject Mm -hmm. so committed to the material that they're talking about and with that extraordinary knowledge that you often find with the specialists you know they don't they have no books no notes nothing ahead in front of them they're just talking about what they know and they're talking about it with incredible passion and verve and bringing that knowledge to an audience and that, that I think that's one of the great thrills of podcasting actually
0: does that inform the guests that you get on that, that you know that people are absolutely an expert in what you want to talk about have you got to find them or research them or do you already know them
1: yeah I mean one of the one of the things I should say is that we have lots of experts at the art newspaper so we mm-hmm. have market reporters museum editors we have um people you know investigative reporters who are absolute specialists in the field so that's one great advantage is that we can call on people that i'm working with every day to to speak about particular subjects but yes often um i mean often we we let's say it's an event driven thing like there's an exhibition at most recently at the the, uh, british museum we there's the nero exhibition about the roman emperor nero and that was a classic case where you know we go, we, we aim high and we say, let's try and get Mary Beard on. We were really lucky that we got Mary Beard on to come and talk to us. And there's a sort of lovely 25 minute chat that I had with, with Mary about Nero and about, about the, the sort of whole nature of trying to get to a, the, what a, what a Roman emperor did or didn't do and how much <laughs> you can trust the sources and all that kind of stuff. And, and obviously again, you know, the pleasure of speaking to somebody who's also a broadcaster as well as an expert was um, yeah. great, but yes, we'll, we'll try and aim high. We'll try and get the, you know, the, the best people on on a particular subject and that might be dictated by as i say an, an exhibition or a book for instance uh, but sometimes it's you know uh, how can we report on a, on a, on, a, on a moving geopolitical story but with an art world sort of angle and and find the right person and sometimes that that does involve you know looking at university departments or mm. looking at who's written who's written the best book on this subject and and so sometimes we, we you know we will approach people we've never never had contact with before and see if they might might come on yeah
0: i mean there's a strange mix of motivations there isn't there there's the news aspect which means you're talking to people or more or less on breaking stories hmm. But then you're also talking to people on stuff that's scheduled well in advance. I mean, I can't imagine you can just phone Mary Beard and say, "Do you want to be on the podcast?" I would imagine that's a process. How do you balance yes. those two things?
1: Well, I think that's it. I mean, it's a, it, it is a balance, and um, there's the, there's the adrenaline of putting together a news program. I, I know I think about the people that put together the, the Today program every <laughs> day, and I think, my word, how do these people do this? You know, yeah. um, because even just doing, a, I mean, we're a small team, obviously, but 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 putting together a weekly. Uh, program has certain pressures you've got to fill the slots you've got to keep the quality and you've got to record it properly and everything else and um, um so yes there's a lot of balance in, but, but as you say you know some of some things you can do a bit of planning ahead for we know that exhibitions will open at a certain time we can we can send out feelers early about it but yeah. quite a lot of it is organized in the week of the podcast um mm-hmm. you know um so there is a sort of edge about that and that we, but but um like for instance this week the last episode of the current season we're talking we're doing a, a, a podcast all about women artists and and uh, there are several events. There's an exhibition at the Metropolitan Museum, so we've spoken to a curator and that was done last week. Um, and likewise there's a project that's based in France which is about archival information about women artists where there hadn't been much archival information about women artists of the past before so we're talking both of those could be set up a certain amount of time in advance so yeah we're not totally on on the edge all the time but but sometimes being on the edge is actually quite a thrill you you, (laughs) you get that moment where you where you there's a fast moving story you latch onto it and you get somebody and they they're great you know there's there's a certain adrenaline rush when that happens
0: so you've said that the the art newspapers or the podcast is quite a small team Hmm. In terms of resources, has there been any resources either added to the team or dedicated to the podcast, and, you know, in the sense of giving you that bandwidth?
1: So, uh, in, uh, yes, in terms of people, it's more or less the same team that we set up. So from it was it was the person who founded it at the art newspaper, somebody called Julia Mahouska, and she... Um, she invited me, and then uh, somebody called Henrietta Bentall was tasked with finding somebody to help us get the money to do it. And so we got a sponsor very early on, and then we found a guy called David Clack, who is still our producer, our technical producer, the guy who who does the editing and the production. Um, and then we've added somebody called Amy Dawson since, and she's on the team every week. And then we have you know people that are, that are working at the art newspaper who are very dedicated in terms of in terms of their support. For us too. So, some, uh, there's a designer called Daniela Daniela Hathaway who puts together the beautiful images that accompany what we do. And, but one of the great thrills about actually about the podcast w- was that that we were sitting talking about it at the meeting table in the art newspaper's office. And I think we were on the air maybe two months later. And 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 mm. for an organization, a media organization, to put together something that quickly, I speak. I think speaks to. How great podcasts are as a medium, yeah. because it's it's that it's that ability to, you know, we were lucky, and you know, it's brilliant that we got the funding, and it's brilliant that we were, you know, the team assembled quite quickly. But it, it, it's it's this, you know, one of the things I think that that podcasts have to be is slightly fleet-footed. They can't be juggernauts, and and I think that that was absolutely the case with this. We we came up with a concept, we did it very very quickly, and then we haven't looked back really.
0: So your sponsor's a sole sponsor, right? It's Christie's. Um, yes,
1: yes. So um, in, when we first started, Bonhams was the sponsor and then Christie's came on board last year and um, and I signed up for the rest of 2021. The way that we do it, actually the sponsor model works really well. And we've been really lucky in the sense that we've been able to keep going with a single sponsor per season, you know. Um, and we have another podcast actually called A Brush With, which is similarly yeah. spon- a sponsorship model. And, that, and, and I think... Um, it it works really well, and also one of the things I think is that people are used to the format of a sponsor. You know, of course, there are different models everywhere, but I'm I'm uh, really conscious that that because of the enthusiasm that I have for podcasts, I and, and and I know that they they take resources to put together. I think people are very happy for there to be sponsor messages and advertising messages in podcasts and I, i've never encountered anybody that said oh it's a bit you know um it, it doesn't feel right that you've got that there or anything like that i think it seems to me that people welcome the fact that these these podcasts are being supported and that they're you know and, and that we can keep producing
0: and keep producing what, what do you think is the added value that the podcast brings to the newspaper's audience
1: well i think uh, one of the things that's that's often underplayed about about audio is the number of words you can get in and um, you know if you think about it a long article in the newspaper's 2000 words but if you do a transcript of a podcast it's yeah. many thousands of words and i think one of the things about about the podcast is that depth you know and i think we always feel when we're doing items on the podcast that we can really bring a different level of depth to a subject than you can ever do in the paper the paper is extraordinarily in depth you know the detail that you get in the reporting in the art newspaper is one of its amazing qualities that that level of expertise that i was talking about earlier on and then you have um you know really great investigative reporting but one of the things that we can do on the podcast is pick up on aspects of that and really run with them so you can tackle a certain subject i mean in the coronavirus period it was you know in the, especially in that sort of first lockdown period it became a really extraordinary process of monitoring how this global pandemic was affecting the mechanisms of the art world how mm. the art world was resetting how it, whether it would recover in the same way whether it would whether this was a moment for the climate change um messages that everyone in the art world had been had been delivering to actually finally be taken up and and run with you know whether um, whether the the market would continue um in the same way whether online auctions worked whether people really were buying art online whether mm. you know was was this an effective way to deliver um to deliver art to people um it was it was just it was a really fascinating process of monitoring this the effects of the pandemic and 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 I think that gave loads of added value to what we were doing in terms of the reporting in the paper so there was lots of reporting going on and we could really pick up on aspects of it and go it really in depth um on the podcast and, and bring and bring new angles and get loads of people really thinking about what this meant
0: yeah. I forgot I mean I've got to ask you one well, what I guess writing about art is maybe not that different from about talking about art but is it difficult to, inter- you, you know, you've got Brushworth is actually about interviewing artists and you've got an interview in the the, the weekly, is that hard? How do you, how, I'm trying to, I, I know this is a simplistic way of looking at things, but how do you talk about art without having any pictures or images or video or whatever it is to look at?
1: Well, that's a really good point. I mean, it, it, I, it, I think... Of course, to a certain extent, you learn how to do that. Um, you know, you study art. I studied art history, like so many of us at the art newspaper, and and I think many other broadcasters in the art world. And and you, so there is a, obviously a language. We try and cut through that a bit. We try not to be too jargony. I think we you know, inevitably you always end up being a bit jargony when you're in a specialist field, but we try and avoid mm-hmm. that. But but also, it's one of the joys of doing it is trying to describe. So you know, trying to describe the power of a great work of art is hard <laughs> but, yeah. it, but it but it's it's ultimately really rewarding and when you hear an artist as well talking about the motivations behind something when you hear them talking about the extraordinary processes they go through in order to make the work that they do and and a brush with we talk about um the influences the cultural experiences that sort of prompt the work so we'll talk about a literary figure or a, or an artist or a musician who's really engage that artist and 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 given them you know endless inspiration and to hear artists thinking about how reading something or listening to something can then sort of shift the way they approach their own work and their life in fact is is fantastic and I think I think one of the great things is that of course there's no obligation on an artist to be able to put what they do into words because Mm. the mechanisms they use to communicate Mm. are visual but at the same time I always think that It's, you know, artists are spend so much of their time doing this and for them to talk about it sometimes acts as a kind of pressure valve as a kind of thinking resource for them <laughs> and so often you're in this process where you're actually really thinking you know you're sort of you're seeing them thinking about their work live you know and and they'll say well actually you know what I've done this is a new work and I haven't really had the chance to think about it that to talk about <laughs> it that much so this is useful you know so I think there's all sorts of different ways in which talking about art is rewarding but yeah it, 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 it sounds counterintuitive doesn't it a visual medium um talking about it without having pictures but I think I think there's ways to do it and also it, it again it, you know it's about enriching the art as well it's it's giving different perspectives different ways of coming at that art um, and sometimes the nuggets of personal information or technical information that you gain from hearing an artist or a curator talking about the art actually brings an avenue through which you can approach art that you may before not have had the direction to do. So you quite often what people say when they're talking about art unlock artworks and unlock artists' Mm. practices. And, and, you know, I I think that that's that's very common for me. I I quite often hear somebody talking about something and go, Ah, that's what that was about. That's where that (laughs) came from, you know, and then and then you come at the work when you do look at it again, completely renewed, you know
0: does it make the edit hard i know you've got an editor uh Mm. a producer and editor does that make the edit hard
1: it it does yeah i mean it um apart from anything else of course i'm sure we're like everybody else in the sense that it's it's one of the luxuries of podcasts is that you can be quite long form obviously we're not you know when i think about you know half hour interviews that get reduced to three minutes on a on a on front row or something you know and 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 um we, we, we have the luxury of going a bit longer than that. But still, we work really hard at the edit. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's also it's finding those right moments, but it's also, you know, to what extent you aim for fluency and to what it's. Extent you keep elements of the personality of speech, and I think that's always that fine line. Do you cut every er uh or um or yeah. pause out, or do you allow the kind of breath of that person to to be there, the personality of the way that they speak to be there? So th- th- there's always that negotiation, I think. But but yes, we work really hard at the edit. It's it's a group process. You know, we sit we. Um, We'll all listen to it and dialogue on WhatsApp, and and David makes the David Clack is, makes the the final edit based on all our comments. But sometimes those those comments can be long running. So yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a very collaborative process, and there are sometimes disagreements. But but yeah, no, it's it's um it, it, we work really hard at it, and 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 I hope we get it right
0: for the future. Any plans? Anything extra? Or different? Anything? That...
1: Um, I think I think. We love the podcast medium, and we we hope, or we, you know, we'd love to keep going with what we're doing now. But yes, we we'd like to keep developing, keep growing it. Um, I think there's loads of scope for other angles to come at the subject of art. It's such a rich subject, and you know, the art newspaper itself shows you that. We've got this heritage section, there's a museum section, there's there's market, there's there's news, there's reviews. You know, it's it's. The art world is an extraordinarily broad place and there's still loads of parts of the art world that aren't dealt with in podcasts. So yes, the idea is to keep growing, keep doing it. We love doing it and I think we do it fairly well. So um, so hopefully we can we can expand our portfolio.
0: You do seasons, of, for want of a better word, but you take mm. a break every now and again through the yeah. summer. Does that impact your listener numbers? Does it make a difference?
1: it's really interesting actually we found we thought it would much more than it does but we've now got a a huge archive and we find that people i mean people are listening to the archive all all the time we've got listeners in more than 100 countries every week and we're finding that people are still listening to you know really quite old old episodes (laughs) still going back and that's obviously delightful to know because I think there is an extraordinary resource now. There's a massive resource of artist interviews, curator interviews, news stories, you know, a a kind of very complex guide to the coronavirus uh, era. Um, Mm. But yes, so interestingly, we found that uh, in in the period when we're not producing new episodes, people are still listening to the archives. And that's, that's obviously enormously satisfying. But we also, like for instance, this year, the Week in Art, has a break of a couple of months but there'll be new episodes of a brush with for a lot of that period so there's right. only about sort of I think there's only about two or three weeks where we're in the, we're, we're sort of dark as it were but for the rest of the time we're you know, all
0: systems go thanks for listening to lessons from award-winning publisher podcast from media voices and a massive thanks to Ben for taking the time to talk to me. You can see the shortlist for the 2022 Publisher Podcast Awards over at PublisherPodcastAwards.com. The awards ceremony will be in London on April 27th and although you can no longer buy in-person tickets for the event, you can sign up to see the awards virtually. Just go to PublisherPodcastAwards.com and register there.